0: welcome to voices from the street the radio ministry of the sacramento union gospel mission prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting hope and transformation here is your host director of the union gospel mission pastor tim lane
1: well thanks for joining us i hope that your day is going well i hope that you know as we're starting to reopen everything i hope that you know, your businesses have been safe, and I hope that we once again come back to where we were, and along with all of that, you know, we pray continually for all those people that have gotten sick and for the families of those that have passed, and not just for them, but for, for everyone who is suffering right now, whether it's your business, whether you're sick, we know uh, from being at the mission for a very long time that uh People suffer in all kinds of different ways. You know, if you happen to be a pastor, you see it on a regular basis. If you work at the mission, you see it at a regular basis. And Stephen has been there. The Stephen Jarrett is my—well, he's not my guest. He's hes the assistant director of the mission. He is my co-laborer in the field. He's not my guest. He's just on the radio show today, right, Stephen? <laughs> yes, I am.
2: <laughs> and Thank you.
1: And, and you— You've seen from the guys over the years just a, a a plethora of different things that happens to them. You've seen a lot of suffering that they've a lot of it they brought on themselves, but then again a lot of suffering we all bring on ourselves, of course, right? Of course.
2: Yeah. And um you know, some of it is, you know everyone brings a little bit of their own things going on in their lives, but mm-hmm. there's some stuff is just what happens to people when they get uh, drawn into, you know, deep sins of, you know, of using drugs and, and over, you know, abusing alcohol or uh, so many things that are generally why they're there, you know, but there's so much other things going on in their lives. But that what kind of brings them to us. Um that's and right. And uh, then they get to work on those other things that they think that, uh, you know, they don't. Kind of look at until it strips away, God's word strips it away, then they see their heart and, 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 and be able to get mend that way through, through God's word and to, when that happens and you know then those things that brought them there uh, disappear because that's not important anymore. That's not controlling their lives anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean we've had this discussion. Uh, I've had this discussion with you and uh, Pastor King at the mission. That sometimes the things we do have permanent ramifications, right? Drugs and alcohol yeah. can permanently damage you. Yeah, it can, and it has. and and has, yeah, for many people. But even with the people that have been damaged, doesn't mean that we can't reach out to them with the love of Jesus Christ. It also doesn't mean that that God is incapable of saving a person That's right. who is a little bit damaged. Maybe they have paranoia. Maybe they. Uh, They've damaged the brain, so they're not thinking completely clear. But the word of God can penetrate the darkest, right? Oh yeah. What's the word say about us? About the the marrow and the bone? Yeah,
2: yeah, it, it pierces through those, and and he he takes you right to where you need to be at to get to get true healing. You That's know, right. Spiritual healing from Him, and that you know that just that overshadows the the physical. Because his body yeah. is temporary, mm-hmm. but but our spirit needs to we f, well, needs to join on God's spirit. We need to be um, His people, and 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 He touches us spiritually.
1: You know uh, that scripture. You know that the word of God is sharper than a double-edged sword and can divide or cleave or however your mm-hmm. your uh, version says say. yeah. uh, to cleave or to to. Just separate yeah. bone from marrow. If you stop and think about it, if you ever look at the bar- marrow in a bone, how are you going to divide that evenly? You might get a chunk here, a chunk there, but to get it completely cleanly, how would you do that? Well, I would say it's virtually impossible. But God's word is sharper than all that, mm-hmm. right? And so it cuts through those things. It cuts through the the, the minutia of our lives. To the differences in our lives and cuts and and brings out clarity. I've known men, and Steve has known more than me, uh, that have been severely damaged by their use of drugs and alcohol, and they you can you can tell that they're not quite right, but they fall in love with Jesus Christ and you know yeah. that love is there, right?
2: Yeah, and it's real, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And you know, I, I've told the story on air before and Stephen has heard it many times, but there was a little guy at a church that I used to go to up in Auburn, and uh, I was speaking there and he had caught me in the bathroom and he said, Do you love Jesus? And I said, Well, I do love Jesus. And he threw his arms around me. Well, he was from the special ministries classes, and so his name was Bestie. And he was from the special ministries classes so we would say he was mentally handicapped uh, severely and you could even see it on him but you know what he had something what does the bible say about how we're to come to him
2: like a little child
1: amen and he came like a little child you know you you may have your doubts or we may well you know at some juncture in our life is god really real but there was no doubt in his mind no more than he knew that the sun was coming up tomorrow he knew that Jesus was lord there was just no question in his heart and that's that's how a child would come totally without guile yep. right yep uh,
2: huh? faith and experience you know in in its pure form
1: amen you know Abraham didn't come any differently than we did it said that Abraham believed God, and it was attributed to him as righteousness. Right? Yes. So you can talk about all the wonderful things Abraham did, and there were a lot of, of good things, some bad things too. But you can talk about those things. But what was the salvatic nature of his relationship with God? Was it his good works?
2: No, nope, wasn't that? That just showed what he what he knew.
1: That's right. That's right. And so. Um, we look, we look to see the signs that God's handprints are on you, but that's not what saves you. You know, because who is righteous? None. Nobody. <laughs> not one. Wow. Excepting one who walked purely uh, without any sin, and that was Jesus himself. And he could only do that because he was God. Yes. There's a fancy $2 word that you learn in seminaries and out of books, and it's called theanthropos, and it means the God man. And there's only been one. He was both 100% God and 100% man, which, you know, you can't have 100% of one thing and 100% of (laughs) it unless you're Jesus Christ. That's right? right.
2: The one and only.
1: So at the mission, years of abuse, prison, Neglect, drugs, alcohol, sexual addictions, sexual abuse. Because a lot of our guys uh, have been abused as children, and it has a long-lasting effect. It does. But the word of God is able to cut through that too, right?
2: Yes, it is. That's that's so wonderful. That's I mean, that's that's just hope for anyone that God can. Can reach down and 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 take you to where he need where you need to be in him, and this makes you know that he loves you so much that he can take that from you and and make you that person that he wants you to be. That you can be that example to others uh, because he he did that for you. He saved you, but not only that, but he gave you an abundant life now. You know, not waiting till you like you talked about before the. By and by, but I can't wait till I you know, and I you know, we want to go to heaven. Yeah. We know we go see him there. But he gives us Jesus says he's given us abundant life now. That means That's you right. gotta live in him now. So all those things that happen to us, yeah, they happen, but you know, we we need to live in the now and with him.
1: That's right. And I agree with what Stephen said earlier. This life would not be I I can't imagine living my life anymore without Christ in it. I can't imagine just walking away from everything and saying, nah, I just, if I could do that, which I don't, that's not in me. God has taken that away. But, I mean, to who do you go? That's what what Peter said, right? (laughs) Jesus said, will you two leave? And he said, to whom would we go, Lord? You have the words words of of life. So my question is: To whom would we go? Right. Yep. Live this life for fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety years, and and for what? So we can watch things deteriorate, watch our bodies fail, lose our loved ones. That's pretty bleak. But that's not how it is in the in the walk of Christ, no, is it, Stephen? Not. No, it isn't. Now, Stephen, you know he doesn't. He, he he may not have the wisdom I do because he's so much younger than me. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh but you know, he's 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 going to, you know, let me see. Mm-hmm. Next week next week, I'll and, be even. And by the time you guys hear this, he'll already be, be have even. gotten all our wisdom and become my wow. age. Yeah. No, I just like to give him a <laughs> bad time. So by the way, happy birthday. Thank you. Uh Steve and I are six months six apart. Six months apart. So I like to he likes to give me a hard time about being older when he's younger and and I love to do it the other way around. <laughs> yeah, so
2: it could be yeah, you can look at both both ways there and, and get some leverage, right?
1: <laughs> yep. If uh if you did not walk with Christ, do you think that the world uh that that surrounds us could make you better?
2: Only in the perspective of the world. Yeah. But now would I be better? No.
1: No, not better, bitter. Bitter.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I misheard No, that.
1: it's okay. I mean, I, I just think about it this way, Stephen, that we're getting, we're not kids anymore. You know, we've got a few years under our belt. And as things, you know, as you're going along and you, like we said, we lost people or we're not as strong, we're not as healthy, we can't do everything Maybe we used to do. do. Uh, it could tend to make you bitter, could well, it? Sure no? it could.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it could
1: but not in Christ. Oh no,
2: not if you look at it from his perspective. We're, we're moving towards the goal here, Amen. win the prize.
1: Get tired near the end though, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> as long as I get across that
2: finish line. I'm Amen,
1: I'm with you brother. <laughs> I used to uh, do a ministry, at, well I don't know. It was a ministry, yeah. I, I would go to a convalescent home after church, uh, just Olga and I for quite a while. It was hard. It was hard to go to convalescent hospitals and you know, because yeah. you see everybody. But you know, I noticed something that those that were happy to see you because they were Christians, one lady touched my arm and she said, My father was a pastor. Yeah. They had a joy, and some of the ones that had never walked with Christ, they were bitter. They were lonely, their families weren't there. But there was a difference usually between the believer and and the non-believer. I mean, it probably doesn't always hold true, but you see, even in a convalescent hospital, even in a hospital bed, even in a prison cell, you can know that Christ is always with you and that there is a different day coming, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. His presence is always is there, and uh, if you know that, you can, you can act upon that and know that he's taking care of you no matter what what you're dealing with.
1: Yeah, and it's also good to know that, you know, like my friend Stephen here, it's good okay. to know that that I will have him in my life forever. And I'm not talking hmm. about just in this temporal body, but we will know each other. We knew each other. We started 15 years ago, but we started eternity as friends 15 years right. ago. Right. And that's an amazing thing. Do you, are you familiar with the saying of "A friend's a friend forever" when the Lord's the Lord of him?
2: No, I haven't heard
1: that. I've always liked Good. that little saying because you know you don't. I, there's never going to be a time that Stephen's going to say, "Well, I lost my friend because he died," or I'm not going to have to say that I, I've lost him temporarily. I'm not going to see him for a while. Yeah, but, but there not permanently. There is mm-hmm. a reunion. Just had one of our graduates who lost his father just recently. And one of the comforting things uh, because I knew his dad not very well, but I di- I did know him. Uh, we talked on the phone ever I talked to him a few weeks ago but and I won't mention his name because of you know the f- he's not here to talk about it. but our graduate lost his father and he loved his father very much. and I know it's very difficult on him, but he knows that his dad, was in christ jesus oh, yeah. and so he's not he's not losing him permanently Mm-mm. and he, he
2: he knows that he does, toughest he does. it is that i see him face to face now and you know he will again
1: that's right and, uh, i i think of some of the people that struggled in this lifetime that now aren't struggling anymore you guys have probably heard me talk about the fact that i met henry wells 15 years ago here at the radio station and and I always cared about him he, and he was he was so kind to me and to the mission He was just a wonderful guy Steve and I were actually talking about him earlier yeah, today. today yeah and uh, so he was in a lot of pain those last few years he he could he couldn't walk he he had fought a good fight, but he was had a lot of pain. Well the good news is, that I know that I will see Henry Wells again because I know where he's at and I I always think about that just like with my wife who has MS and she struggles a lot with her mobility and and I think to myself that you know they shall take up wings like eagles and fly you know you're going to run and not get tired yeah. those things are amazing promises <laughs> and they're not hope just no, hopes no They're promises.
2: Yeah, we just haven't realized them yet.
1: That's right. And that's the difference between how we interpret hope too, right? It's with the men. We try to get them to understand that you go, I hope I get this car or I hope Mm. I get this job. But when we're talking about Christian hope, that's not what we're talking about, is it, Steve? Nope. Totally different. What does that hope look like?
2: Like I said, you you just don't know when it's going to happen, but it's been promised.
1: Mm -hmm. so
2: you just you're just waiting for it to to appear to you know to come to that conclusion you know god's timing
1: right that's why the bible can say you're saved you're being saved Mm -hmm. because you know that you've got god has said i i have saved you but you're not walking in that right now i mean you're you're you are a saved person you're guaranteed the kingdom of heaven, but you're not there yet, right? It's like, it's like having a bank account you can't access, but you know what's there and it's for you, right? Right. And that's probably a very poor analogy. I could understand, yeah. Uh, but the bottom line is that, that we are the king's kids. The kingdom of heaven is our home. We're passing through. Maybe that's the better analogy you got a home somewhere you got a house somewhere you're on the road and you're staying in motels and you're headed home you know you got the home but you're not in it right now and so maybe you're in a flea-bitten motel somewhere but you know you got a home you're just not there yet (laughs) well I, I just I would be a very sad man if Christ was not real if God was not in existence, if he didn't rule the universe, I would be sad because, well, it's just never exactly how you expect it to be. But, you
2: know, we we can we know that it's true, though. We that's, do know it's that's true. that's what we can bank on because he made that perfectly clear in his word and in the things that happened, the, the, the deeds that he have done on earth. They're, they can't be erased. They can't be unexplained.
1: Nope.
2: And okay. so that we can have confidence in that.
1: You know that's why uh, I think that it's, you know, we we say it, but I wonder if we stop and think about it much. The Lord told us that I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. Okay, well, you know, Lord, what if you what if you turn your back? What if I do this? What if I do that? Okay, I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. That's a pretty. That's a pretty big promise, huh? Yep. We got a pretty big God.
2: You've though. got a big God. He can keep it. He will keep it.
1: Yeah, and if you've got a God that can't keep those promises, then you got the wrong you God. God. All <laughs> right.
2: Unfortunately, that is correct. But we know the right God.
1: So you know, this is come listen. <laughs> this may seem like a, a thing, but you know that may not be. We go well. You can't do this, or you can't do this. My friend Stephen, sitting over here, uh, has a beautiful voice. He he has sung in choirs for years and years and years and right now he's suffering from allergies and things like that and his voice has gotten a little husky and he's always led at the mission the you know whenever we have a a service for our program guys and for the staff and stuff he's always led music unless he's on vacation and uh, it's not as easy as it was used to be for him. Now you may think that's a little thing, but that's a big thing, huh, Stephen? Yeah, and it's
2: not just recently. It's been it's been going that way for the last ten years or so. I know deteriorating. <laughs> but you know, and that, that's one of the things too. Did you know that that bothered me for a long time? And and to an extent, it still a little bit does. But I give it. I have to give that to the Lord, and I've done done just that. That you know, that's that's. I enjoy doing it, and I enjoy singing for the Lord. But uh, if that's not what I have to do. Then I, He has other things for me to do. That's right. I don't. I don't need to wallow in that.
1: Well, no, and and uh, you know, I miss the, it. I miss it. Of but course, you know, I don't need to. But you miss tennis too, right?
2: Yes, I do. You know, but these bones won't do that no
1: more. Stephen. So, Stephen right. had a rotator cuff. Was it rotator? Mm, uh, yeah, actually. Okay, and he he had an operation, and uh, boy, that was a painful one. He had an ice bag on his shoulder there with a pump that did it, and can't sleep for a week, uh, all those kind of things. But tennis is a a little bit of a stretch, even now, right?
2: Yeah, I think that is other things that inhibit me doing more than the shoulder.
1: uh, (laughs) Yeah, me too. Yeah, there's (laughs) other
2: things involved that that on the shelf a while but that's
1: okay yeah sometimes when i get up in the morning i feel like frankenstein when Mm. i'm walking to the bathroom (laughs) legs are stiff you know (laughs) and i work out every day Mm. but we get a little bit older right it's okay yeah it is okay it's just part of the process you know my prayer for for us both for every believer is that we not just get older but we get wiser yeah
2: and god's word may be god wise as it were
1: yep because you can get older and not get any wiser mm. and by and you can be young and he's really working with wisdom on you and you see it with some people yeah so yes. so <laughs> uh but I, I have it on good authority that we'll be able to play tennis and all that stuff
2: my wife thinks we can be playing tennis in heaven but i, I don't know uh, we'll see she says she's going to beat me but you know she we'll see
1: well she already beat you in chess right no, no, she doesn't.
2: We don't play chess.
1: Oh, oh, I guess that's Danny's wife. Yeah, is pretty good at chess. So, Chinese checkers. Chinese I like
2: Chinese but checkers. But I finally beat her once. Well, when we on um, yeah, I finally yeah, one out of 100. That's not bad.
1: <laughs> his uh, his wife Tanya is extremely smart <laughs> and uh, she knows a lot of things and yeah. she probably has the wisdom not to always beat him.
2: Well, that must have been my one out of 100. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> but you know what? Here's what she does do. She is a good, faithful believer. Well, she said that for sure. <laughs>
2: She's been missing teaching, huh? Well, we've been teaching on Zoom, but you've been missing being together with the children that we teach. And she teaches second and third grade. I teach third and fourth. Okay. So we, we miss being with them physically. But oh, yeah. very, very soon now we're we'll able to do that.
1: Well, we're down to a minute again, and, and I always appreciate having you, Stephen, here. It's good to be here. I mean, it's not that I don't see him every day. He drove over here with me. We'll drive back. <laughs> I'll see him tomorrow, Lord willing, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, and a different, this is a different setup. It's a sentiment. little
1: different setup, yeah. Uh, so I, I I find that through these turbulent times, I have a lot of gratitude for things. I have a lot of gratitude for you as my friend. Uh me too, sir. For the mission. I have a lot of gratitude. I I I, I can't imagine doing anything different. Uh, well maybe different from day to day, but I love the mission and the people at it. So listen guys, we're out of time so until we meet again may God hold you in the palm of his hand.